All right. Mike. Ron. Are you here to help? Let me ask you a question. Always. All right. Perfect. You know why? Yeah. Because it's time for Mike and Ron here to help. A new episode yes, yes, yes. to where we will help you and help the world figure out its problems with right. solution-based. Right. Now I'm sounding like a like a salesperson. I'm in a solution-based sales format. You've been in sales. You ever hear those kind of oh, buzzwords yeah, where totally you sit there? Sales, yeah. You have to be a solution-based right. salesperson, which basically means, okay, if you ever get, you ever go to a car dealer or you ever go whatever, everybody hates the, the, the used car salesman. Right. Because he's not a solution-based. He's just trying to tell you whatever the fuck. He's trying to sell you a car. Sell, sell you a car. And, he, and whatever you tell him, he's like, yeah, I haul lumber for a living. He's like, well, if I got a station wagon, you can you know, haul right. lumber with a station wagon. Absolutely. He's not going to sell you a pickup truck if he doesn't have one. So what a solution-based salesperson does is you're supposed to listen to the person and then give that person a solution right. to the problem. There's actually job job titles called solution providers. Yes. So it's not something to where like okay, all everything fit all size whatever is it all things fit all kind of thing. No, one size fits all. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to be a solution based right. person. Absolutely. So that's what right. this show is. Right. It's Mike and Ron here to help. Matter of fact, I think we have a to honor. I have you did you see the news? Where um, for like the past forty days, these children, a, a plane had crashed in South America. I did see that, and so for the first for the last forty days, the parents were killed, and so these four children were wandering around the jungle, and they just found them like yesterday or today. Yes, and they had been surviving off of plants and fruit uh, this entire time, and. So for all of us out there talking about whatever problems you have in your life, let me tell you something. These guys, these kids are young. Like one of them was like an infant, like you know, not even like six months old or something like that. Yeah, they were like they're yeah. like like five, six, seven so, years old. Yeah, like it was young children, yes. you know, and they 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 took care of themselves and they moved and they lived in the junk in a fucking jungle, man. Uh, for um, you know, for a few a days, couple, yeah, yeah. So it was 40, a decent amount days, of time. Forty days, you know. So talking, you know, first of all, let's give it up to those kids. Yeah, man. kudos those, to those kids. Those kudos kids to awesome, dude. But I always it, here's and not to shit on the kids, but um, yeah, because that's not that's not legal. First of all, maybe in Colombia. Anyways, so one of the things that I always have is anytime your life is in danger. Hmm. It's one of those things to where if someone says like, oh, you know, this person did this. Isn't that incredible? I go, well, yes, but their life was in danger. Well, it's like it's the, the human bot, the human person, the human right. animal gets to a higher level when your life is in danger. Right. That's why I date white guys. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're dating white guys, definitely your life is definitely in danger. Oh, okay, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyways, so speaking mm -hmm. of of men, mm. I saw a YouTube clip mm. that got me thinking. Mm -hmm. We always talk about body positivity. Yes, and we always talk about you know that we want more. It usually comes with women. They want more, you know, real women. They want women with real curves. They want, but which, by the way, I have a bit about. I'm at the age right now that if I don't see the lines on your ass, I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see that picture anymore. I don't want airbrushed. I don't want a cartoon character. 
I want a real woman. Without those, without those lines, it'd be like having those lines look like the like the 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 lines on like a cinnamon roll. I want that. That's wow. what I want. I want real shit. I want that real stuff. You better work, Mike. That's what I want. Anyways, mm-hmm. speaking of this, they interviewed a couple. Like they interviewed Hugh Jackman. Okay, and like the guy who played Superman in one of the movies. Henry Cavill? Yes. Okay. And they, he, Henry Cavill had like uh, a scene in Superman, the first one, where he runs out with his shirt off. Right. And they interviewed both of them because they, like, one when he was Wolverine, Hugh Jackman had his shirt off a bunch, and then Henry Cavill had his shirt off in Superman. And they talked about the process of looking like that. Right. And they go, okay, well, here's how it works. You know that... They tell you the date. They say, okay, Monday, February 8th right. is the day you're going to have your shirt off. And so for four months, you work your ass off in the gym. You don't put anything in your mouth food-wise that someone doesn't give to you. You have trainers. They have all that kind of stuff for four months. Then four days beforehand, you go on a dehydration um, thing to where you suddenly – Take down your water intake from like a, a liter or two of water down to 36 hours before you are going to get shot with your shirt off. You don't drink water so that your skin becomes thinner and you looked more you look more ripped. So when you watch someone on like a superhero movie, you see Spider-Man, you see Captain America, you see all these guys with their shirts off and they look insanely ripped. They have not had any water for 36 hours. Now, the reason why I bring this up is not to be, you know, the He-Man Women Haters Club. If you learned that women, when they have a, a, you know, a topless scene, don't drink water for 36 hours before that. There would be someone that would be pissed off. But you hear that men, in order to look like that, have to essentially dehydrate themselves to a point of, you know, almost seriously hurting themselves, and no one says shit? And, you know, I'll tell you, Chris, if you ever watch uh, Chris Holmesworth videos, his workout routine to do Thor, I mean, those are his, his workouts are insane. Or even like uh, Jack Reacher, they talked yeah, to that guy, yeah, Alan Richardson. He yeah. talked about that when he w- he got the role of Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. which I love the TV show. It was incredible. Yeah, it was a great show, yeah. yeah. And he got the role. He was two hundred and five pounds. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Okay, here's here's." He wrote the, he signed the contract, and in the contract it said, "You do not even walk on set if you weigh under two hundred thirty five pounds." So he had to put on thirty pounds of muscle. In three months. So he worked out like three days a week. Uh, so not three days a week, three days, three times a day with heavy weights, you know, eating right, all that kind of stuff for three months to get up to that. And he worked himself so much that he had to have soul, shoulder surgery on both his shoulders. Wow. That's how hard he had to work. You know, and, I, and, and I'm just going to say this to you, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's important to have the right personal trainer. Okay, um, yeah. because when you're blowing out your shoulders, somebody's teaching you something wrong. So yes. Jack Reacher, whatever yeah. your name is. Yeah, Alan uh, something. Yeah, I can refer you to a whole bunch of personal trainers 
Um, some I've dated, some I haven't dated. Um, that would that, keep your shoulders intact? That your shoulders, <laughs> you won't be having that problem with your shoulder. Absolutely. But yeah. the thing is, it's but, like, you know, it, you know on to, to his possible defense, and I don't know him and everything like that, and I'm just being a little bit of an asshole, but uh, you're, sometimes genetics are like that also. Well, again, in, you're in your 40s. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not yeah, 24. He was actually, he's, I think he's right now like 41 or 42 years old. Like that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. again, if you decide to put 30 pounds of muscle it's on a, in three months. It's a lot, dude. And you're going to put that much stress on it because you yeah. have to lift a ton of weights and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But the point being is, where's the body positivity? Right. Where? Why does Jack Reacher have to be a 235-pound Jack dude? Right, because who wants to see Russell Crowe now? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. No and I'm not, and it, it's it's so, one of those things to where it's like again they're making a gladiator too. You don't see Russell Crowe in that. They would, but he'd have to be covered. Well, that's one of the things that they first off. Well, I, I want to talk about my. I, there's very few people that I say this about. One of my heroes in life, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. There's a new documentary on Netflix about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, mm -hmm. and he taught. It's in three parts. First mm -hmm. is his upbringing and him being the best bodybuilder of all time. Right. Then it's him being a movie star. Uh -huh. And then it's him being uh, like a statesman and governor of California. Right. So it's crazy. That guy's life. Huh? You want to talk like, again, there's yeah. very few people that I would say Total are American. a hero. Yeah. Total and, American dream. Well, any, but someone would sit there and say, well, how does that happen? Here's how it happens. Yeah. His lived in abject poverty. Yep. He had no running water in his house. His dad was an alcoholic, ex-Nazi yeah. who like yeah. was insane yeah. his mother was you know just a, a absolute just clean freak and this is how I didn't know this about him again and I'm an Arnold super fan and I didn't know this about until this documentary he had an older brother oh wow he had an older brother that all of that abuse led him to drink and he died in a drunk driving accident Oh wow! And so, just very nonchalantly, he was in this. He was in the in the documentary, and he. I won't. I'll do the honor voice. He goes, Nietzsche. It's, it's Nietzsche's true. He says, "Whatever does not kill you makes you stronger." Hmm. My upbringing made me the man I am today, and it killed my brother. Wow! First of all, that's a powerful statement. Second of all. Um, that was a pretty bad Arnold. Yeah, yeah. I meant it. Yeah, I meant yeah. it to you, be bad. You, you did, you did, you did as good as you could with that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I almost yeah. wanted it to be bad. I didn't yeah. want it to be good. Right, right. Absolutely. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. It's That's more fine. comedic yeah. if it's bad. It really is. But but we but that is actually especially bad. I was trying to be comedic when it was the man talking about his dead brother. Right. That's the level of comedy that when you get at Mike able, and Ron here to help. When you're able to laugh about dead brothers, it was just how non nonchalant he was about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it would. I. But it is one of those things to where, like, you talk about, like, how do you get to a point to where you go from abject poverty to living a life that right. literally needed a three-hour documentary to discuss? Yeah. It was, well, you have to go through a childhood to where your dad is an abusive ex-Nazi cop. He was the right. chief of police of the town. And you had to become the world's greatest bodybuilder. And then have the discipline to uh, work your ass off to learn a language that was not your initial language. And then here's the other key about it, which was amazing. And I didn't realize this. He actually was a millionaire prior to him ever taking a role in acting in real estate. 
he bought up a, so much real estate in Santa Monica back in the 70s when it wasn't as valuable. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he, he became a real estate developer. And so when he was like being offered movie roles, he could be very selective because he's like, I'm already a millionaire. I don't need the money. Oh, that's I don't really need to do stupid yeah, shit like yeah, this. Yeah. If nothing else, I'm making money with my bodybuilding, so I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna wait for the to the right role. Yeah, plus, he's Arnold. You know, I'll, I'll say this. You know, again, you know, um, but even you know, um, I don't agree with his politics. You know, in a and if it's, I I don't I'm not let me say this I'm not going to hate on Arnold's part of politics. I'm going to say that you know uh, I had I think he has evolved a little he, bit over the last let's has, say twenty years. Yeah, he has. You know, and so again, going back to what we were saying earlier, you know, the guy comes from Austria. Um, you know, you've heard of his upbringing. Um, you know, so he's going to have perspectives that are not sensitive to the plight of minorities, black and brown and women people, women here in the United States, even regardless of your intention, just throwing that out there. But what you do hear in Arnold is recovery, you know, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, there are um, recovery groups for um, survivors of alcoholic parents, you know, and so when you grow up around a parent who's alcoholic, there's a lot of abuse that comes out. The brother, older brother got it and Arnold got it. You know, you could say besides Arnold's genetics being, you know, what they are, you could probably say that, you know, him building himself up that strong and big was to be to protect himself from getting hurt from his father. You know, you're just, you know, there's, you know, there's certain things that drive you like he like that, that statement, the way that he said it sounds like, you know, he that's how he moved past all of that pain. You know, Arnold wasn't handed. He 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 wasn't handed a silver spoon. He had to overcome a lot of mental anguish, a lot of childhood pain, a lot of abuse. You know, um, and for him to be able to be who he is, and so, you know, um, again, regardless of what his politics are, or who, if if you like what a bodybuilder is, or you think he's an actor, whatever it is, whatever your attitude is, that when you look at a guy like that. Um, you know, you absolutely, he's a self-made man, you know? Well, he, even he brings up that he feels, he feels that's not true. He says he's not because he says there were people in his life that were mentors. Oh, absolutely. there were people right, in his right, life right. that gave him opportunities. Mm-hmm. And yes, he had to work hard and he needed to have his vision and he needed to believe in himself and he needed to take risks. But fundamentally he needed people in his life to say, Hey, I think you're good. Let me give you this opportunity. He needed James Cameron to believe in him and to uh, make him the Terminator. He needed, you know, he needed someone. He needed Joe Weider to bring him to America to right, to do this. He right, needed right, the right. people of California to vote for him to uh, to become governor here. Absolutely. So there's yeah. so he even says like and he goes in Arnold esque. He goes and he says anybody says I'm a self made man bullshit. Interesting. Because he goes, it took a bunch of people to help make Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, but you know, I guess the the way the way that I the where I'll I'll gently push back on it is just the perspective of, you know, he had to show up for himself. Yeah. You know, and you know, you know, I agree. Him, Barack Obama, Muhammad Ali. I mean, you know, you just any great person. Yes, it takes the village kind of a thing. You know, what I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know. I'm not saying that that's not accurate whatsoever, but ultimately those people had to put themselves in that situation. Well, it's the same thing with like in our world of comedy, you have to go to the open mic 
you have to go to the show right you have to do well but some booker needs to book you some agent needs to want you some director wants you in the movie some person wants to take you on the road whatever it is right at some point someone has to point at you and say you're the one you're the one let's go let i believe in you kind of deal so yes it's always a dance and that's okay if you want to get into to segue this kind of into politics wow that's where for instance when someone goes like that's what Barack Obama was saying when like he did his famous uh miss he, he misspoke and he goes you know that business you didn't build that and then all the right wing people right. sat there and were just like what are you talking about that I didn't build right. my business right, 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 but right. what he meant if was, you listen to the whole thing is, is the roads the bridges the you know the schools yes. the you know the, the, there were so the, many things that again when right, you say right. I'm a self-made man well right. someone had to build the road to make right. it that your product got to market Absolutely. someone needed right. to pay for the military to make sure right. that your your right. city right. was safe someone had to pay for the police someone had to pay for the courts to make sure that the contracts you signed were meant something and if someone did rip you off you could take them to court somebody had to create all of the extra taxes that california can charge you for no matter whatever it is that you're doing so it is when you make that money you're able to pay it in hefty thumbs sums back to the state of california so your license tags can look so good it is a good they're very very good it's a very nice design they're very nice design that's one thing i don't know i'm this is where, again, I always view liberal and conservative as kind of saying, you know, that's two religions and mm-hmm. I'm neither religion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't believe in, you know, one of my credos in life is to get religion out of everything. Right. And, but I do agree with people who sit there and say, I want as much taxes as that are needed. Right. I want as much regulation that is needed. Right. Like, that's one of the things to where someone says, oh, some place is overregulated. That's when I would say, okay, give me a regulation that shouldn't be. And, and here's the thing, you know. Um, give me a tax that shouldn't be. I Tell think, me someone needs, you know, because again, if one guy says, well, there shouldn't have any business regulation. No, that's when you get dirty water and dirty absolutely. skies and, you know, child labor. If, in my perfect utopia, in the Ron Bush utopia, um, is going to have, um, you know, we 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 will acro- across all society all societal functions. You know, we'll will incorporate technology in a way that streamlines it so you get what you pay for. You know, if you are um, living in Koreatown like I do, and a certain amount of your taxes go to water and sewage a certain amount of your taxes go to uh internet you know to communications and you know those types of systems certain because that's what's happening ladies and gentlemen you know what i'm saying you you know you know part of all of what we get taxed for in california goes to sustain the lifestyle that we live well we don't have one care number two um visibility to actually see where and how our money actually gets spent where the Republican quote unquote waste, fraud, and abuse actually exists. And, you know, like I was saying in Nashville when I was visiting, um, you know, what's interesting about the Democratic and Republican parties, because when they're function when when they function properly, when conservatism when fiscal conservatism functions properly, um, to liberal idealism, it's the perfect relationship. 
because it, you know, it gives the balance to say, okay, yes, we do need to have, um, you know, nice things, but do we have to spend this much money for them? Or we do need to have nice things, but is this actually the right nice thing that we need to achieve the goal that we're trying to achieve? You know, this is what this is what, this is what we're. Actually, that's the design, right? That's the that's design. the design. Well, that's why when people sit there, I actually saw this on there. There was a dating like show, right? And these guys were talking about like how in a great relationship. You should have a lot of compromise. Oh, they, 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 everything's but the, compromised. But the guy sat there and said, but you have to read the dictionary definition of compromise. And the dictionary definition of his word for compromise was, okay, two parties come to an understanding in which neither gets everything they want, right. but you get enough of what you want so that you're satisfied. Absolutely. And if there's any issue right now with the way our government's going is that neither side is compromising. Right, that's, that's why correct. with the, the thing that's that got correct. me upset is recently we had the whole thing with the debt ceiling. And if the, if the debt ceiling had not been raised, there were economists that said this could throw us into oh, a, just, it, it'd be a disaster it'd, 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 on an international scale. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Right. All this kind of stuff. Right. So Mike McCarthy who's from California, who's right. the, you know, the house, you know, the house Kevin, leader, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Right. Right. Who's a conservative he, douchebag. Yeah, cons conservative douchebag. But yes, he did make a deal. He had to with Joe Biden. Right. Yes, he did. Yeah. And there are people on the far right and people on the far left that are incensed that a deal was made. Right. Now, and my point would be, that's what you should be doing. Right. You should be getting in a room and saying, okay, you want this. Well, I want that. Let's come to an understanding. Now, real quickly, ladies and gentlemen, because Mike and Ron are here at help. Yep. Okay, so I agree with everything Mike just said there, first of all. Cool. So let's validate my brother. Now, that being said, okay, the debt ceiling for people who don't follow politics, okay, the debt ceiling is... Um, basically a point where the United States government has to authorize to pay for the for all the stuff we've spent our money on. Or the stuff we've already agreed to, to, that we've yeah, spent, that we're like, going to spend money on. We create a budget last year, say, you know, and, and we spend X amount of dollars, and anything that we spend over that X amount of dollars that we've agreed that we're going to spend over that X amount of dollars, you have to have to raise the debt ceiling to pay for those bills. That's yeah. what that is. And since our, since, since you know, since our, modern the government's been on a modern economy and by the way the united states the u.s dollar is support it underwrites I, th I can't remember the percentage most of the global transactions it's the um, it's the reserve currency it's the reserve currency thank you for the phrase and so if we stop paying our bills the entire global economy collapses okay and so the debt ceiling has always been something that you just do automatically okay it's like paying your cell phone bill you don't question if you pay if you if you use your T-Mobile this past month you just pay your fucking bill and so what the republicans were doing is they were using the political uh hostage taking of you know the gov of of our finances to say we're not going to automatically pass it this time until you give us concessions. So then that goes into where Mike is talking about. 
Okay, so you now for our my liberal brothers and sisters, we all that that is the facts. If if you're conservative, you don't believe that, please Google it. It's kind of what's going on. Okay? If, and then the liberals were I mean, pissed that, that Joe we, Biden even spoke with them, and the conservatives right. were pissed that he didn't get more cuts. And, and right, exactly. And so where Mike is coming in, where I support everything that Mike is talking about, is the fact that Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy were both sensible enough, considering that was a self-made. Uh, problem because it's sensible enough to um, you know to avert this crisis um, in a way that is how politics is supposed to work I'm glad that America got to be able to actually see what that looks like you know and you know you I think we saw an important moment where that dingbat conservative you know super virulent racist wing of the Republican Party got neutered. Um, for a period of time, and the liberals would have all, were, you know, the, the liberals would have always have made sure that enough people had the votes to pass that policy. You know what I'm saying? So the ones who didn't vote for it, they were allowed not to vote for it because we had because the Republicans had brought up at least a handful, however many people they needed to vote. So that was that story for ladies and gentlemen. And you don't have to to my friend out there who I was talking to one time who said he gets all of your his news your news off TikTok. You can't get news off of TikTok. Okay, I just want to because. That was like Schoolhouse Rock, where you learn like how a bill becomes a law in like three minutes. Yeah, that's I had to do it, man. I had to do it because uh, we're here to help. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, since we're on politics, and we're just going, I'm going to bring up a little subject. You bring up a subject. Um, and since we're in politics, cool. And I'm going to let you run with it. Okay. All right. Um, and it's in politics. It is the Donald Trump indictment. Ha. <laughs> okay. For. Uh, That's my reaction (laughs) to the documents down in Florida and with all the evidence that is coming up here, ladies and gentlemen, um, I say and I saw the article today where um, Donald Trump was quoted as saying, as I've never even considered uh, I, I wouldn't consider cutting a deal, which means he's trying to cut a deal. So. I'm unfortunately now going to say that somehow he's not going to end his fat white ass in prison, um, but at least he's been indicted. Your thoughts, Mike? People like Donald Trump, and what I mean people like Donald Trump, I'm talking about people that have lived their entire life in privilege. An entitlement. An entitlement. And delusion. If you read some of the things, the thing that got me, like there's certain parts uh, when reading or, you know, or listening to facts about this case, one thing that struck me was, first off, to my my conservative friends, the thing that you're talking about. Brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters. Yes. Um, Very black of you. You, you're bringing up Hillary Clinton. Mm. And you're sitting there going, well, what about her emails and her email servers? Here's the difference. Well, they don't talk about that anymore, by the way. Well, they do now. What? Uh, they, yes, they do. They, if you go on Twitter, you go on. It's that's the big thing they're all saying. Oh, is is why, real, are they really why, back why, to it again? It says, well, why is it that this guy's this and Hillary Cons- did this? Considering that Trump, oh, because yeah. Trump got busted with all the documents, yeah. and now they're going back to the Hillary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, so, yeah. but here's Sorry, the difference. I, I here's the difference. That. No, right. All. Donald Trump had to do to avoid this. Okay. You want to talk about that they said, we used the president. Here's what the 
the DOJ, the, the FBI, everybody, nicely, about six months after he left office, sent him a letter. Like, this reminds me of, like, the Dave Chappelle, like, you know, the if they treated white-collar criminals like they do, like, you know, the, the drug dealers of the world, all right. that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. This is the prototypical how you treat a white-collar criminal. They sent him a letter right. and said, hey, Mr. President, um, we're missing a bunch of documents that actually detail really confidential things. Right. Could you look into returning them? And if all he would have done at that point was, sorry, yeah, I, I, I you know, you take so much stuff and, you know, in the move and all this kind of stuff. Here you go. Here's all the stuff. Right. Instead, he lied that he had it. He stopped them from even coming in and just delayed, delayed, delayed. He moved documents. He moved documents and, and, and hit with, it. Yeah, and hit it. Right. And then, yeah, he ha- there is proof. That's why they're going against There's the valet. There's video of him putting the boxes on a plane to New Jersey. Right. And then when he gave some back, they were like, "Hey, this isn't all of them." He got his lawyers to sign a thing, going, "No, you've got them all." And it turns out, no, he didn't. They're not getting him for there's having a, the documents. They're getting him for the fact that he wouldn't give them up. There's an audio of him saying something to the effect of, would it, would it be a bad thing if all of these documents just went away and we didn't have them? Or the without, best was Without he, turning them back over to the government, basically. He, says, he said to his lawyers, he goes, well, what if we just ignore them? Right. And so, and so my point, and, and, and here's the so, thing. So to make, to make go, my point, to end ahead, my yeah, point. Please go ahead, yes, yes, yes. This guy is going to do two things. First off, before he makes a deal, right. he's going to try to delay, delay, delay. That's why he's running for president. Oh, definitely. Because well, he wants to get it thrown he, out. Yeah, he, he wants it to make it to where he becomes president, yeah. he becomes the head of the executive branch, right. so he can basically call this whole thing off. That's the only reason why he's right. running for president. 100% correct. Okay. So he's going to throw so many things at the at the Department of Justice to make this thing just delay it, delay it, delay it until it gets to a point to where it's too late, which right. is why the guy, when he was talking and he, he released it, he released the indictment. He says, we will put this in a speedy manner. We understand the need for the right. country to get this done immediately. We're going to expedite this. Right. So if that doesn't work. Here's my prediction. Okay, here we go. He will make a deal, and the deal will be he'll pay some nominal fine, which means a little comparatively to how rich he is, and he'll sign a document that states that he will never hold federal office again. Agreed. So he won't run for president. But he's free to talk shit. The rest but of he's his free life. to talk shit for the rest of his life. Right, yep. He's free to basically play the martyr. He's free. He's free to raise money. He's free, and also he gets the best of both worlds. He can, in his life, never lost an election. Because remember, two thousand twenty was rigged, and uh, and then they they took me out, and they, they 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 did just bullshit charges. And you know what? For the sake of the country, I did this. But now I can be a kingmaker for the rest of my life and play golf and be. 
you know, the, 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 the head of MAGA nation and I'll be having, cause I truly don't believe he actually wants to be president. No, he, well, he does because he needs to get, he needs to get, keep himself out of jail. I know, but I'm and, saying the actual being of president, well, he, he doesn't no, really he, care. He has about. no, he has no, he has no care about that. Yeah. And, and so I just need to, so the, the point that, and, and first of all, thank you with that, Mike. And I agree with everything you're saying. And I just really have to, um, then go for it. Talk. Listen, S- say it. If you are a Republican, okay. You're a Republican, and um, you can clearly articulate and write down what your political views are, like why you want your tax policy to be what it is, why you want your health care policy to be what it is, um, why you want your social programs to be what they are based off of available scientific information. Okay, when you can articulate these things, Okay, um, you lose elections, and so you have devolved over the past thirty years. Okay, since Bush, because Bush was the last president um, who presented Republican ideas in an organized manner, and you lost after you, you won because of wars. You lost on the policy argument. Um, that trend was happening before Bush. Okay. And so now uh, everything that the Republican Party is based on is some type of divisive hate politics. And, you know, I'm just going to, you know, you, there, there, was, there used to be this thing, you know, where they used to talk about with presidents, um, are you, the, is, is this president, like, you know, they even did with Hillary, is this the type of person you want to have sit down and have a beer with? You know, Barack Obama actually had that beer summit with that cop or something like that. You know, there's that thing going on. And if, and just hear me out on this. If Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are the type of people that you in your heart of heart believes when the door closes and they have to cut a deal that they'll give any fuck about you, regardless of the libs are being owned or not. This isn't about libs being owned or not now. This is about your individual life being improved by the decision that your elected officials are supposed to be doing. And if you right now feel that you're so disillusioned because government doesn't work for you, and if you talk to us liberals and we're like, yeah, because your political party, your, your political party is not functioning properly and you don't want to believe any of that. So, you know, what, what are we doing? If you're voting for a man who is openly racist and, and it's not even the fact that he's openly racist, you don't want to believe that he is. So when you have... 60, 70% of African Americans and however many percentage of the Latino community saying that these people are saying racist things and you're saying, no, they're not. Who are you? How are you, how are you believing? How is it that 60, 70% of any population of anything is wrong, but you're the ones who's right? When you when we're talking about how they're being treated and and but it's okay for you to say you're being treated wrong when it's when it's time for you to wear a mask during disease or you're being treated wrong because you don't have to you don't want to see some black dude take a kneel during a a, a, a sporting event 
you're the one who's being wronged, but you're not dealing with the people who are actually being wronged. So if these are the type of people that you're voting for, well, and this I'll is even, why we can't have good things. I would, I'd say it like this. Um, would you get in business with Donald Trump? Would you get in business? With, would you, do you want, is Donald Trump the type of person that you want to have as a best friend? Or somebody, just done, who's, somebody who has zero loyalty, that's there to fuck you and anybody else who's over. As long as you're on, as long as you kiss his ring, you're safe. But anything else, you, you know, come on. That's the thing about, like, if anybody says, again, I've said this to people, like, I I long, long for the days of real Republicans, of, of actual conservative discussion. I long for those days, because my thing with Donald Trump is, okay, I, I cannot respect you if you claim that... Somehow, some way, that Donald Trump is anything but a horrible human being. being. Just, the, just no. I've never. And I've said know, this, I've, and I'm not to. to can I? I please, said this please, please, yeah. on this podcast, and I will say it again. I was a registered Republican until my mid 30s. Okay, you want to talk about conservative policies? I can, I can give you all of the laissez-faire, Adam Smith, all that kind of shit. Every day of the week, two times on Thursday. I know all of it. And, okay, and, and two times on Thursday. Yeah, twice um, on Thursday. So it's seven p.m. and then a nine p.m. Yeah, show. I'll do two shows on Thursday telling you about conservative policies. Trust yeah, me, absolutely. Okay, and twenty five dollars. I would love to have an actual, real conversation with a progressive. And a true conservative, right? Okay, not someone who wants to 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 stop kids from being able to get you know health treatment. Not people that want to burn books. Not someone who wants to you know do all that. I want someone who wants to talk actual issues, common sense, real shit. Okay, and instead yeah. of this boob who doesn't give a shit about his own country. That's yeah. the thing about those documents. Okay, those documents showed he doesn't give a shit. About right. this country. About Those every, were our yeah. secrets that he put right. American servicemen, right. people in our intelligence communities, Ch lives at, in danger. Chelsea Manning is in jail right now because of documents. Okay. Edwin Snowden fled to Russia because of documents. This is the, like you, uh, you, you honor the troops. You sit there and you clap every time you go to a sporting event when they bring out a vet. Right. But yet, when a man who willfully kept documents in his home. Right. When, and then they asked him nicely. In his shower. They, on a stage. I mean, it's just By like, the way, as a gay man who I be believe in gay men are huge in terms of aesthetics, a chandelier in a bathroom. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But again, it, I, you know, I, he's I, a bad human being. He's a, he's a bad, piece of he, shit. He's, he's, that's my point. If you if you believe in conservatism, okay, um, I and I and I can't even believe I'm about to say this. Okay, so um, you'll you just re, just re, rewind this and and um, take it in. The last of the even reasonable of the last great Republicans 
was John Boehner, the, the, the Speaker of the House. From Ohio, yeah. I'm from Ohio, who is, and I'm traded back and forth with Nancy Pelosi. He um, got consumed with the Tea Party and all that, um, which is the beginning of what you see today. Uh, and I think he didn't take it seriously. I would say, I, I would. No. How about John McCain? Um, John, I would put John McCain in there also. They're just the last of the great Republicans who actually, um, regardless. And again, you know, liberals don't you know, to put put your put the put the fire in put the fire out. You know, I'm not we're not talking about policy right now. Um, but for these, for the idea of what conservatism was supposed to have be, was supposed to have stood for, these John McCain, Mitt Romney uh, type guys. You Remember know? Mitt Romney yeah. when he he yeah. had a debate right. with Barack Obama, right? And to be honest with you, people on social media were complaining it was boring, right? Because two men were actually discussing their ideas. And policy. And policy. And And people are like, why don't they hate each other? Because to be honest with you, they didn't hate each other. And remember when the day after the election, Barack Obama invited Mitt Romney Mm -hmm. to the White House. Right. And he brought him in and they sat there and he goes, hey, by the way, a couple of the ideas you had, this was Barack Obama, a couple of the ideas you had, Mitt, were actually pretty good. Yeah. Let's go over those. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's the old school politics of, hey, you know, actually a couple of those things you were talking, remember this, if everyone hates Obamacare, Mitt Romney was the one who pretty much wrote the blueprint when he was the governor of Massachusetts. Romneycare, Romneycare, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. so that's what what politics used to be. Because you have to remember, for those who don't know, um, you know, universal health care is what Democrats want. We want universal health care. Um, Obamacare was Romney care. Yeah. That's the Republican policy. That's why, because the reason why the Republicans have never come up with a replacement to Obamacare is because Obamacare was, is, is, is the Republican solution to health care in America. The reason why they haven't is because it's the same thing with Social Security. Okay. It's the same thing why they, they'll fight tooth and nail to make it never a single-payer system. Right. Because as soon as people get it, they'll like it, and it'll never go away. Right. It's the same thing with Social Security, same thing with unemployment benefits. It's the same thing with all those things. As soon as people get them, they go, hey, wait a minute. I really like this stuff. And, and just a mic around here to help. And I know to my Republican brothers and sisters, um, you know, every we, we always have this argument. And so I, you know, I'm just going. I'm just going to say it. You roll your eyes, and we'll continue with the conversation. Okay. When you give poor and working class Americans a good job, health benefits that include mental health benefits, and an equal shot. When they go into the bank, when they go to buy a car, when they go to buy a home, these places, when you when you do those things, the society's going to be stronger. You, my billionaire, you, my hundred multi, all whoever, whatever finance industry, whoever you are, my hedge fund manager, brother, all of you, you will do better because these people are doing better. I know 
many a people who are happy being blue collar workers. Not everybody wants to be you. Because here's the thing, and it's basic economics. How many mattresses can Jeff Bezos sleep on in a night? Typically, he will sleep on one. So guess what? He buys one for that one that he's sleeping on. Well, he if has enough, one in all of his houses. Yeah, but even if he has in all of his jets. Let's say, let's say he's got twenty. Let's say he's got fifty. He has to have at least fifty mattresses. So he's got fifty mattresses. Great. So that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. What if we had it to where everyone could afford a mattress? Let's say he has fifty-two. What's the biggest company in America? What's the biggest employer? Walmart. Why? Because that's where everyone shops. Do you know how many mattresses they have? Lots. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying the whole concept is if you want to sit there and you have this idea that the way the economy works best is when only a certain amount of people can afford something, right. anybody who knows anything about basic economics will tell you, no, a thriving middle class is what leads to, when you talk about, quote unquote, make America great again, right. that was when America had a thriving middle class. When average people could make enough money to where they could get a new car, they could get a new mattress, right. they could buy a home, right. they could build a life for themselves. Preach. And that's what you should be, we should be striving for that. Amen. But again, none of that happens as long as people are preoccupied well, with things well, that don't well, fucking well. matter. He's preaching right now. Ain't yeah, he? things that don't matter. You didn't know what to do with that, did you? I well, trust me. I've been called a preacher enough when I do stand up. There's a there's a when we get to a point to where and you talk about it all the time that you've lost the policy argument, which is why you don't make it anymore. Right. You, that's what you. They, you they, there's no policy. To yeah. Argue. yeah. You have Ron DeSantis. You know this, Ron DeSantis. Got migrants in El Paso, Texas, not even his state. He got migrants. He paid Florida state money to get migrants to go on a private plane and fly to Sacramento, California to own the libs to show about the fact that their open policies and their policies are the reason why these migrants are coming to the border. And I'm sitting there going, you're trying to tell California, you're trying to show California about the issues at the border. First off, Florida, you don't have a border with Mexico. We do. California does. Right. If there's any place in America that understands it, it's one that is actually has a border with California. Right. But again, that's but your not, point. But, 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 you know, here's the thing. Besides being attracted to these authoritarian, authoritarian douchebags, um, you know, uh, when, when you have been drinking the Kool-Aid of Newsmax and OAN and Fox News, the virulent Fox News, right? Actually, the funny thing about Fox News right now, because they lost all that money because of the uh, backing Trump with that whole voting thing, there's actually been news stories where they're actually being a little bit tougher on Donald Trump lately. Well, I've known, but here's, you know, they have to because they have to make sure that they avoid a future lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> money yeah. talks. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. It costs them money. Yeah, they, you know, because they, they, they'll continue to expose themselves to, to lawsuits and what Dominion and what, uh, 
systematic or systematic, you know, whatever the other one, smartmatic is coming up with next. You know, it's given the blueprint on how to sue people for just full on bullshit. You know, and so you know, um, you know that's what you're seeing there, which you know probably is one of the best things that could have happened to media. But again, just going back to the point, it's like guys. Um, I, I mean, when you've been when you've been when you've been consuming that that dribble for this long, and you believe it, you know, when you're high on your own crack, um, it's really difficult to negotiate with that. Well, because here's what's here's the overreaching thought process right now and this is again going behind the eyes when you have a large group of people that truly believe that the future doesn't include them right that the future that their future is bleak and the past was better that's what they're selling right they're selling hey you see the world they're trying to create? Right. They don't include you. We will bring everything back to when, in your perception, your world made sense. That is a description of the messianic uh, complex by uh, Mike Sasson. And I want everyone to just take this in for a minute. Let's all just be quiet for like about three seconds. That was amazing. I just want to, I just, you know, I just. And so when you feel threatened by this person having rights or this trans person or this gay person or this black person, whatever, understand you have to ask yourself, why do you feel threatened? Right. See, you go, Mike, why don't you feel threatened? Because my future, I think, I look at my future and I can't wait. Right. Because I feel that I'm going to have an amazing future. I believe tomorrow is going to be better than today, and that next day is going to be better than today. Right. Which is why I don't fear the future. You do right now. Maybe maybe people should start changing the way they react when they feel threatened. Like when, the next time you feel threatened, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it's not, I got to get away from it because there's more than ladies and gentlemen. People, folks, homies, and home gets. Uh, when you're feeling threatened, instead of attacking other people, um, maybe you should do what animals do when they feel threatened, and they like usually kind of crouch back and get into some type of defensive posture. You know, maybe you shake your hands and like ah, you know what I'm saying, like trying to threaten people away. Do that a few times. This way, you get it out of your system, right? Um, and you know, people can see that you're having a moment. We're like, oh, look at this person. He's feeling threatened right now. He's in threatening posture and he's making the noise, you know, whatever. And again, you have to shake your hands and maybe do some type of some animalistic, like twiggle, you know what I mean? And if Ron's answer to you makes sense, then do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask you, because I think you're an intelligent person. Right. I think that you're, I think that I know, but I'm, I'm attempting. Okay. I want you to ask yourself when you feel threatened. Right. When you see something that looks weird. Like Ron Bush. Ron Bush. Or, dare I say, a black little mermaid. Oh my goodness. When you see a black little mermaid. Yes, when you see a black mermaid. When you see that the Disney princess doesn't look like the Disney princess that you grew up with. Is now a Negro. When the fake... When the fake imagined character is no longer the f- same exact same fake imagined character that you remember as your childhood. When every person on television doesn't look like 
the per- every person on television 40 years ago. When even I, Coca-Cola tastes different. Yeah. I want you to realize something, and I want you to just, I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel threatened? Right. Why? Right. Because you're going to have to answer yourself, and that answer isn't pleasant. And that answer is because I'm afraid that the future will not include me. You ask yourself. <laughs> and here's my answer. Why doesn't it include you? Why doesn't it? Because it could. It absolutely could. This is not my beautiful life. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. Preach on. Preach on, <laughs> talking heads. <laughs> then the days go by. flowing underground. Anyways. Yeah, well, that was pretty fantastic. Thank you. I, listen, I, when you it listen, was a moment. When you listen to Mike and Ron here help, you have you don't know what you're getting. This Because guess what? Neither do we. Yeah, you're getting harmonization. Um, can I get into my, 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 my topic of the week? Go ahead. Okay. Um, it's going to be. Th- I'm giving you a two for this time, okay. Um, first of all, and so this is to my American brothers and sisters, my my American people. Good. Okay. When I say brothers and sisters, by the way, I mean brothers and sisters by blood. Let's be clear about that, so we don't have to worry get into gender issues here. I'm talking brothers and sisters by blood. We are all brothers and sisters and people. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, in Germany. Germany. Okay. We know how wonderful and accepting Germany is. Um, Irony. Latest article, I was, I think it was on CNN, where a study of a third of German young men approve of violence towards women. Believe that there is a reason why you could get violent with women. This is a third of young German men. Well, by the way, um, I thought it would be way higher. I actually think that that's uh, that's actually improvement for the Germans. Congratulations, right, Germany! Right, absolutely. I absolutely. think it was fifty percent a couple of years ago. So yeah. kudos to the Germans. And um, so I just want to apologize um, because uh, obviously I have not been focusing on dating as many German men as possible. Well, so let me ask you a question. In full disclosure, have you? Could you Google what percentage of American men think it's okay to use violence against women? They did not have that in this article, Mr. Sasson. Because I bet you 20 bucks, it ain't much different. (laughs) America is powerful and great. We're the greatest country on the planet. We are the greatest country on the planet. I completely agree with that. We would never, ever in mass believe something that just is Okay, now I'm going to say something that might piss off then my progressive brothers. We are the greatest country in the world. Here's why. Okay. I, I'm not one of these people that oh, sits shit. there and waves oh, the flag shit. and kind of does whatever. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen, you shit that you, everybody, you sit down and you shut the fuck up right Because I know someone's sitting there going, how dare you say that America is the greatest country if in the world? If you're driving in your car, you slow down and you turn the radio up right now. Absolutely. Here's why. If one country has the world's most influential culture, most powerful military, and largest economy, which we still are, and China's fucking itself, so we're probably going to keep that. That's the greatest country in the world. Best military, biggest military, best and biggest and most influential culture, and best and most productive economy. That's the greatest country in the world. Case closed. There it is. America. America. But, I mean, could you... I mean, that's... 
if, if those me. are the three, if you went, if aliens came from space and said, right. what country has the world's greatest military? They'd be like that one. What country has the most influential culture? That one, mm-hmm. that which country has the biggest and largest and most robust economy? That one. They'd which be like, country okay. has the most guns? That one. Which one has the most mental health illness unchecked? That one. Which one has I'm the most. I'm not saying vi- it doesn't have problems. Which one? But no, those these are, are problems. I mean, if, if aliens are invading, these are fucking good qualities. Yeah, they'd be the nation they don't want to fuck with. Right. These are good qualities. I'm trying to listen. I'm, I'm pro. They're sitting there going, baby. yeah, they're sitting there going, wait, they have the guns, yeah. mental illness, right. and they yeah. have the most money. And drugs, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll attack Absolutely. this one first. <laughs> Absolutely. Which one has the most Karens? You know, can you imagine aliens take over? Like, Hello, like, can I speak to the manager <laughs> of the right, galaxy? Right. <laughs> um. Dr. Joe DeTori, D-I-T-U-R-I, Dr. Joe DeTori. Okay. Okay. Um, They call him Dr. Deep Sea, and he spent, he just emerged on the 9th, he just emerged after spending 100 days underwater. He went from being 6 foot 1 to being 6 foot tall. That's one thing about space travel. White people. That Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. That's not white people. That's just having so that's much. Good that's I just was just trying to be insane. funny. To my white brothers and sisters yeah. and people, I'm mean, just trying yeah. to be funny here. Yeah, I understand. That's definitely privilege. Right. You yeah. definitely. That's yeah, definitely yeah. no one's going to be asking too where you are for 30 days and no one cares. But that is one thing about space travel that they talk about is that. Okay, if we're going to go to yeah. Mars, if we're going to go to... Uh, we're going to develop like, other species. Yeah, go develop. Yeah. If we're going to go somewhere... Oh, by the way, someone told me... This was something, again, a YouTube video. Someone asked, he goes, what percentage of the galaxy have we actually like seen or know anything about? No. And this person goes, imagine all of the waters of the oceans. And he goes, yeah. He goes, we took... A 12-ounce glass, dipped it in the ocean, and looked at it. That's how much we've looked at. That's how little we've looked at. Right. It's pretty pretty staggering, isn't it? I mean, here's the thing. I was just reading an article the other day where they say they they now believe um, that because of our understanding of how microorganisms travel through space and survive, that there may be like microbial... Micro, microorganisms on the moon, um, you know. So, in other words, we're just going. You know, we're we're they're conditioning public. But like, you know, you know, we're not alone here. You know what I mean? Because if we've only seen that much of of life out there, and you know, you know, if we are living in the Butte, Montana of the universe, where you know. <laughs> Where the big cities are far, far away. And we're like, I didn't even know that they had a fucking Cabo, Cabo Cantina looked like Star Wars. That's a horrible, stereotypical voice. Yes, it was. But I would say that I, I that will be... I don't know how people will really... Because I don't even know... If it happens in our lifetime, it'll be a very interesting moment when suddenly... Like the president comes on, a news person comes on and says, uh, yes, we've just gotten confirmation. Uh, the aliens are going to have a press conference momentarily. The, 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 the species, the, we, we, our first 
contact of extraterrestrials because I don't know how people will react to that. Because we any- are here to conquer you, 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 you are now our, our slaves, slaves, See, slaves. I would sit there and say that if they are truly advanced, they won't even necessarily say it. They won't even just, they'll just be like, just like, stuff us, just like just implant our brains and put, do us, you think put that, us to work in the do gold you think mines. That, do you think that dogs even understand or comprehend the relationship that they have with the person that quote unquote owns them in the house? It depends on how smart the person who owns them is. Probably. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't even know if it's, it's so weird. It's like, that's my, my act and my, if someone sits there and says, what do you think happens after you die? Do you think you like whatever? And I sit there and go, the answer is probably in front of us, but we don't even realize it. And when we get told the truth, it'll be something we don't even comprehend. I agree with that. Like, it's it's we can't even describe it. We don't even know. You know, you you can't do it. You can't describe it until you do it. And once you do it, you can't really come back and tell people what happened. Yeah. It's like it's it, what yeah. it, it's like trying to tell a five year old how the atom you know on how an atom bomb works. Right. It's like trying to tell me that not all guys are straight. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just it is what it is. I was just reaching. I was. I, I know we're reaching. Yeah, yeah, was, that's know, pretty was, much how Mike and Ron are here to help. That was, you know. You, you know. You, that's the thing about this we, show that I'm very again. If you want to talk about the the. The psychological makeup of comics. Right. It's going from something deep and philosophical to fart jokes in less than five seconds. I just felt that, you know, we were, we, you know, we've been talking about some pretty fucking intelligent stuff here that everybody needs to be, um, you know, just like having a meal over. Right. And that is one of the things about being a comic is if, so if something hasn't happened funny, yeah, you just got to throw it in there. You do feel the need to just say something to Absolutely. elicit laughter because you're just like, life can't be this serious Absolutely. at every moment of every day. Absolutely. Like, when was the last time you thought that you'd hear Mike Sasson um, ranting as I sung America the Beautiful in the background? And did you notice that I forgot the words? So I had to just go through the humming. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. For for amber waves of grain, for purple. Okay, quickly, should we change the national anthem? Some people say America the Beautiful is better than Star Spangled Banner, considering I think the the second verse like included oh, it's like completely, slavery it's completely, and stuff it's like completely, that. Yeah, it's completely racist. Yeah, yeah it's completely yeah, bad. Just, like, just like the rest of the United States. But yeah, yeah, no, it's very racist. Um, and um, in that case, it should stay. <laughs> it's 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 because it's, it's, so, it's so appropriate. Yeah, yeah it yeah. fits our, it's so brand on. Yeah. yeah um you know i don't really know the song anyway <laughs> so um i don't know how i feel about that no i don't want to have to be forced to learn a song that basically celebrates racism in the second verse you know what i mean you know, it's. I, you just I think gotta, the majority of people want the song at this point. Just be, it's the same reason why when someone says, "You know, you can't say this word anymore," you're like, right. "God damn it!" Now I got to learn a fucking new word. Absolutely, no. I, to, I totally. Get, I to, You know, I. I unfortunately have to agree with you on this one, Mister Sasson. How much time do we have? Left? We got literally one minute until they kick us out of this place. Really, holy shit! We got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 
This has been Mike and Ron. Here to help. Here to help. Um, Tune in next week for another episode of Mike and Ron. Here to help. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Mike and Ron. Here to help. Bye.